Breathing in air, the fake ain't phony, they're just seeing impaired Cause you believe what you see or believe what ain't there The real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair Cause greedy people seem Welcome to the voices in my head The intro and outro music is West and Coast by the High Council You can check them out on SoundCloud Welcome back Today we're going to be looking at the latest Supreme Court ruling on guns I did an episode a few weeks back where I talked about the Supreme Court ruling on guns that was going to be coming down. Everything I was reading about this predicted this exact ruling. So I just wanted to go through this a bit, see what it says, what it doesn't say. I've talked about it in the past. I am very pro-gun. I think everybody should have a concealed carry permit. Everybody that goes through the proper training should go get a concealed carry permit. I would like to see more people carry guns. At the same time, I, I think we need to make sure that bad guys, people that should not have guns, do not have them. And everybody that wants to own a gun and has been through the appropriate training can easily, easily purchase a gun and should be able to carry concealed weapons on, on their person or in their car. So I am looking at uh, Yahoo News. And this is dated June 23rd, 2022. The headline is U.S. Supreme Court expands gun rights, strikes down New York law. Starts off with the U.S. Supreme Court on Thursday declared for the first time that the U.S. Constitution protects an individual's right to carry a handgun in public for self-defense. Handing a landmark victory to gun rights advocates and a nation deeply divided over how to address the firearms violence. The 6-3 ruling with the court's conservative justices in the majority and liberal justices in dissent struck down New York State's limits on carrying concealed handguns outside the home. The court found that the law enacted in 1913 violated a person's right to keep and bear arms under the U.S. Constitution's Second Amendment. So just to, to recap, and I'm going to put this in my terms, and it may not be 100% legal in legal terms. It may not actually be 100% accurate, but I, I like the way, I, or at least how I understand this concept. When you go to apply for a concealed handgun permit, states have one or two options. And it depends on what the state legislature, how they wrote the law. One is this, the state or the governing body, which is usually, which could be a sheriff's department or the state. In many of the southern states, it is the sheriff's department issues concealed carry. I think in Florida, it is the actual state that issues the concealed carry. The, the, the law in those states are written shall issue, which means that the governing body has to issue the concealed carry permit if all the prerequisites are met. If the person goes through the appropriate firearms training, passes all the background checks, any mental health background checks, whatever the, the law prescribes, if a person pres- passes all the requirements, the governing body must or shall issue the concealed carry permit. So the burden is on the governing body to prove why they should not issue a concealed carry permit. And in some southern states, if you have a sheriff that knows someone to be a troublemaker or to be a bad person, they may deny it just to force that person to take them to court. And usually if this person has a troubled background, they're not going to. But law-abiding, average Joe Blow citizen that doesn't get in trouble with the law that maybe just gets a ticket here and there. Yeah, he's going to push it. He's going to raise his thing. The sheriff usually or the governing body has no problem issuing a concealed handgun permit to these people. Then when you get to New York, which is where this law enacted in and some of the other more liberal states, 
the laws are written as may issue. And that may issue puts the burden on the individual to prove they have a need to have a concealed handgun permit. So you have to go to the governing body of that state, not only pass the background checks, the training, all the requirements, but then you must prove to them that you need one, which is basically New York, and especially New York City, very hard to get a concealed carry permit in, in New York City. So you have to prove that, hey, I work security, I'm a bodyguard, either or I carry around a lot of money I for my business, I own a pawn shop, so I carry a lot of cash to the bank and I need a concealed carry permit for that. So you have to prove to them and then it's up to that bureaucrat to decide whether your reason is good enough. Basically, what the Supreme Court said is the May issue is unconstitutional, that the governing body must switch to a shall issue, that the burden is on the the government to prove why that individual should not have a concealed handgun permit and not based on the other way around. Clarence Thomas, who wrote the The majority opinion, and I'm reading out of the Yahoo's News article again, the ruling authored by Clarence Thomas declared that the Constitution protects, quote, an individual's right to carry a handgun for self-defense outside the home. Thomas added, we know of no other constitutional right that an individual may exercise only after demonstrating to government officers some special need. Regardless of what you think about guns and whether we should have guns or not have guns, apply this same concept of may issue or you have to prove to a bureaucrat a need for a constitutional right. Imagine if you have to prove to a government official that you have a need to practice a religion the way you want to practice your religion. So if you're in a state that is predominantly Catholic, you need to prove why you want to start a Protestant church. Or if you're out in Utah, where majority of the churches are Mormon, you have to prove to a government entity why you want to have a non-Mormon church in there. Or if you're in an, a a Southern Baptist state, like let's say Georgia, where there's Southern Baptist churches on every corner, you have to prove why you want to have a satanic church or even a non-Christian church. Average person would think that would be absurd. What about the same concern for the Fourth Amendment, that I am secure within my persons and my home from government intrusion? I have to prove to some government bureaucrat why I need to be safe and secure within my home, that the government shouldn't be spying on me, or that the police cannot randomly search my home just because they feel like it, that I need a special permit to stop the police from searching my home whenever they feel like it. Once again, that would be absurd. Or the fact on the Fifth Amendment that I have the right to remain silent and not talk to the police, that I have to prove to a government official that I have some special need to exercise that Fifth Amendment right. Or I believe it's the 19th Amendment that gave the women the right to vote, that in order for a woman to actually vote, she has to prove some special need to vote in this election and why it's so important that this election, she should be allowed to exercise that right. The Supreme Court has been moving more and more to the conservative or the right as far as gun ownership over time. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. So when we see that the Senate has come up with a bipartisan deal on gun control, 
I expect some of that to be overturned, especially the red flag laws, especially if those are based on a bureaucrat's list that there is no process for me to get off of, like the no-fly list. If I get put on the no-fly list, there's nothing I can do to get off that list. There's no government body. There's no court I can go to. There's there's no hearing. There's no nothing. You're just a bureaucrat accidentally points to your name on that list or someone with your name that is roughly your age and gender and race, you may not put aboard a plane because of some snafu of the government. This leads me to what's going to go on with Roe versus Wade. I was reading a article. I'm going to pull it up real quick. This is out of the Daily Caller, which is more of a conservative website, but I think this is a good analysis. It's dated, uh, dated June 23rd, 2022. The headline is, here's why the Supreme Court may be delaying its abortion decision. Starts off with, despite a draft opinion indicating the Supreme Court would overturn Roe v. Wade in its decision in Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization, the court has yet to issue an opinion in the case which some legal experts argue is a means to maintain engagement with the public. I'm going to skip down a paragraph and it goes to where someone is being quoted, a law professor from Washington University Law School, is saying, Chief Justice Roberts always likes to put on a show and save the best decisions for the end of the court session, Turley told the DCNF. The timing of the decision doesn't have as much to do with the court's safety as much as it has to do with the wow factor an opinion has on the American public, Turley added. So basically what the article goes on to say is that Roberts likes to release the minor decisions early on and build up to a crescendo to where he's saving the big bang for the last ruling and he does this to keep everybody engaged if they're releasing 10 opinions this session and they release roe versus wade first no one would bother talking about the others now obviously the judges the courts the lawyers that are going to be affected by this yeah they're going to dive into this because that's their profession and that's their passion the news cycles aren't going to cover it. Once Roe versus Wade decision, if it is released and, it, and if it matches what the leak purports, if that was released at the beginning of the session, no one would be talking about any other court decision. So he's releasing the bigger, the smallest ones up first and then gets bigger and bigger. So there's three other uh, decisions that are coming up in this uh, Daily Caller Article three of the bigger decisions of the current session have yet to be released. CVS Pharmacy Inc. versus Dow, USV Zubada, and hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, and the long-awaited Dobbs v. Jackson, which is the Roe versus Wade decision. The Dobbs case concerns a Mississippi law that prohibits the majority of abortions after the first 15 weeks of pregnancy, and the decision in the case is likely to overturn Roe v. Wade, according to a draft opinion leaked to Politico. So not, I'm not familiar with the CF, uh, CVS pharmacy decision or the USV, uh, Zubaida. And once again, I'm butchering his, that person's name. And I apologize are bigger than the gun. So if the gun decision is today and there are three more. We, we all know the road, the Dobson v. Jackson women's health organization is the crescendo. That is the final act. That is the, the, the plot twister in the movie, that's the Perry Mason getting the person on the stand to admit to the murder. That's the big one. There's two bigger, there's two other ones that is bigger than the gun decision, but not quite as big as the Roe v. Wade decision coming up. So we, we got an exciting, uh, some excitement coming out of the Supreme Court. We're going to see what's happening with that. Very fascinating with the gun decision. 
does not surprise me. It was a six to three rolling on the gun decision. I'm not sure if all three, I'm not sure if all six would be classified as conservative. I know there's a good solid four, maybe five, but six would have to include Roberts. And I think Roberts did uh, vote for this. So we'd have to see. So I'm not sure if it's completely conservative, but it does show the court is leaning clearly more conservative, at least a five to four hard conservative and six to three minor or mildly conservative, which is going to have major impacts down the road over the next several years, or at least until a Clarence Thomas retires or someone passes away on the conservative side and gets replaced by Joe, uh, by a Joe Biden candidate. Very fascinating, exciting to see what's going to happen with Roe v. Wade. That is the cliffhanger for the next season. And hopefully we're going to see that within this week. Uh, at least we know we have a timetable when we see the other two released and we can expect Roe v. Wade to be released after that. Thanks for listening. I could run the whole block just from walking the line. Pocket is prime. These are the thoughts of my mind. And I'm a straight rider. Never stop at a sign. And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign. Six figures on the check before I'm jotting a line. It goes one for the money, two for the clothes, three for the honeys, and a four for the flows. Five O's and six.